everybody, and welcome to another episode of Enlightened Mike, uh, starring Jacob and Tim. Uh, We got a good show for you today. Uh, Had had several pieces of uh, spicy news drop, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about Dynasty as well. Was the hype real? Uh, We'll see. Uh, But first, Jacob, what did you do this week besides Flash and Blood? Uh, well, this last week was Thanksgiving, right? Uh, so, yeah, oh, no, something I'm, like that. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Was it last week or was it the week before? It's one of those weeks. One of those weeks. Well, I'm disoriented because it seemed like either last week or the week before, but I have done mostly that, just like holiday stuff, getting ready for a big trip. I'm going to go down to Hawaii with my partner nice so just kind of getting my life in order and getting christmas gifts before i get out of here what island are you going to oh we're going to the big island we're going to hawaii nice nice yeah Yeah, the uh um i i went to maui once when like when janice and i were like one year engaged or one year engaged one year married uh we Uh went to maui it was dope and everybody's like oh maui's great big island tight so yeah, no, I'm I'm super I'm super excited. I've never been, and uh, it'll be cool to go and like stay with her parents and stuff. So it's yeah, gonna be a good trip. Oh, her parents are there. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes it a lot cheaper to visit. That's for sure. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that sounds dope, man. Um, yeah, I myself uh, also did Thanksgiving stuff. Uh, we usually go to see my family, but my wife and child uh, were both sick, and then oh. my wife had so she got it's it's so we went to san jose as we, i believe mm-hmm. we discussed on the last podcast and <laughs> we came back and uh so yeah we went to san jose and i wore a mask and everything but like you know convention center uh two flights there and back right uh okay. lots of people uh we went out, out to eat a couple times so like i did mm-hmm. like some like you know some some uh, uh some socialization <laughs> And uh, I was totally fine. I was losing my voice because I was just talking the whole time. Um, mm. And uh, uh, then I came back and my wife, who stayed at home, just got COVID. <laughs> and I felt really bad. But like her, so, and my daughter tested and she she was negative. And then I started feeling a little sick. And I was like, crap, I'm going to, I got the vid finally. And then I tested negative. So, uh yeah, I just got some like daycare cold or something, and uh, missed missed a few more weeks of fab. But that's like I needed a break anyway, so made it yeah, out last. Made it out on Wednesday. I think we took a we took a well needed break after uh, San Jose. Yeah, totally. Fab, so. But I'm definitely ready to get back in. Yeah, man, Dynasty is. Uh, I don't know what the hell this meta is. I went out on Wednesday, and there was like, there was like there were Boltons, and there were like. Three Rhinars and some like Icelanders and like Azalea's got a bunch of nutty cards now. It's like I don't know. It's really weird. Um, but it looks it looks super fun. Uh, and that's one of the things we're going to talk about today. But uh, what? Uh, how did you? Oh, the other thing. Uh, I, I painted a ton of Warhammer minis. Uh, that's just like my new <laughs> thing now. Uh, that's I, so awesome. Yeah, and a friend of a friend of mine gave uh, gave me a bunch of their old minis that they hadn't painted. So I had like a stack of sprues that I clipped up and glued together, and I just got to paint them all. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Did you play any uh, play any Flesh and Blood this week? Uh, I played one game for the Fab Team Cup, which we are participating in under Team Galaxy Brain. Uh, it was a five mirror, uh, and I lost it in the last uh, last uh, turn cycle. Mm. What is the word, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, last turn of the game, we yeah. were one one, and uh, I had to arsenal awkwardly an art of war, uh, and then it got stuck there for about three turns. Oh and yeah, ended up you know going wide on a five turn and just pushing through that one damage. But it was it was a really good game, and he was a, he was an awesome opponent. Um, it's, it's always fun to like meet a complete stranger. <laughs> oh, yeah, on the internet and play a game that was like not only really good, but then like a really good conversation afterwards. Oh yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Who is who is your opponent? Do you remember? Uh, Anthony Fam, I think his name is. Okay, yeah. Well, shout out to Anthony. Uh, my opponent was also really terrific. Jimmy Lee, 
a notorious Bolton player. I actually teched my deck a little bit for Bolton uh, mm-hmm. in in the first week. Uh, showed up on Phi. Shit. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but it was a very good game. I actually posted the uh, replay analysis up on YouTube. So if you're watching this, go check that out as well. Um, but yeah, I came up with the same feeling. Like um, like we chatted beforehand and. He was just like super stoked to be playing Fab, and like he was a super cool dude. And then we like chatted afterwards, and I was like, "Hey, man!" Like he he was just like, "Do you want to play another game?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And then we just like kind of awesome. we like kind of geeked out about the new Dynasty cards and like played a little bit more. Um, and yeah, he was just like a cool dude, and he was just like stoked to be playing Fab. And um, I was like, "Man, anytime you like see me online, you need to practice game. Just like hit me up, and like awesome. we'll see if we can get it done." And yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, same to you," and like. So yeah, shout out to Jimmy Lee. Uh, I don't remember his team name, um, but that no, the, the our pod was was pretty stacked. I don't think we're going on to the next one. I think I don't think that's possible, but we can take somebody. <laughs> we can take somebody down with us. Is what we can take. Right, we can take wins off of someone who yeah, exactly. Gone. Yeah, that's where we're at. We can gatekeep. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm against Jacob Baugh this week. Uh, probably, I'll probably have played him by the time this comes out. Um, so yeah, just like he's like he like top eight in nationals and um uh what was the other like I feel like he did really well at worlds as well. Like mm-hmm. it, or he like did really well in CC or something. I don't remember, but but yeah, uh very good player, accomplished magic player as well. Um yeah, cool. But yeah, are you ready to like I, I know we've taken a break, but like are you ready to like dive back into like are you ready to dive back into Dynasty and like start you know, upgrading decks. Like what's your, what are you going to do when you come back? Uh, I'm actually super excited to come back. I have a lot of ideas. Um, I personally think berserk is just looks like one of the most fun cards, uh, in the game. And I've been brewing up a deck in the couple of games that I've played on Rhinar. I did have a, like a 38 damage turn, (laughs) which was kind of ridiculous. It, it, it created a, um, it was a berserk um, blood rush bellows turn, and it kind of just worked oh, like wow. uh, CMH and Force of Nature. Yeah, just this really, really good high roll where you're just constantly coming in for attacks and drawing cards. Um, can't quite figure out the resource curve yet, but uh, I think switching over to Levia might be the answer. Sure. But I, I'm really excited to hop back in and figure out berserk, and then also try out. Um, mech stuff oh yeah uh, yeah I, I just going fast with dash sounds fun but also figuring out how to do the mech i think everyone thinks the mech is super powerful uh and impossible and it just the first person to figure it out is going to have a really really good deck on their hands yeah i mean it's exodia like it's it's like yeah. <laughs> you're even like fusing five different like things together uh right. i uh while i was <laughs> well while I was this totally off topic, you're welcome. Uh, while I while I was sick, uh, and like I had, like the like I had like the dog settled down and like the wife and the kid were in bed, I just like sat on my couch and like curled up under a blanket and watched episodes of Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> I don't know why, but like I, I don't know. And so the I went to then when I went to to, to Fable Hobby on on Wednesday. Um, I like I was playing against somebody. I was actually playing Dash and I had the like I assembled the like two plasma purifier or three plasma purifiers, two induction chamber, like, you know, the 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 dash yeah. thing when you're going defensive. And I said, Whoa, Exodia. And then there was another time in the night where somebody was like, I don't know, that card's kind of weak. And I said, my grandfather's deck has no weak cards, Kaiba. <laughs> Nobody said anything or even looked at me when I said them. And it's really unfortunate because I thought they were great throwbacks. I mean, I feel like every every TCG nerd at some point at this at this point has seen or knows Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, yeah. I think we're at the, at the particular age where it was very significant for us. Yes, uh, yes. I think I loved Yu-Gi-Oh probably more than I loved card games at a point in my life. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I got I get all of those references in the gray. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it, it might just be like a like I don't know how many kids these days. Like I know people like still like, they still play Yu-Gi-Oh the card game. I don't know if people still watch oh, the yeah. show, but yeah, 
Um, yeah, Dash is pretty sweet though. Um, I highly, I think you'd like it. It's just got a really cool like. You can still do like a really cool transform transformational slideboard, and I have seen people on like Talishar and posting on Twitter and stuff pulling off the mech combo. Because um, like you can like, especially with the card, it's like blessing of ingenuity that gets you back mm-hmm. the hyperdrivers. Right. Um, like that actually seems pretty good, and even like if you don't get back the hyperdrivers and then turn it into a mech, it actually still seems pretty good because it gets you a resource every time you boost. Is that how the card works? Uh, Hyperdriver, it's the first time you boost, you get a resource off of it. Okay. Um, It's interesting. I think it's funny because it's a deck that's super fragile if it becomes meta. Right. um, Because a lot of uh, classes have kind of a silver bullet for equipment, whether that's dealing damage to the equipment or something like uh, Shred that just came out that can literally just eat the mech if you block with it to something like Arg Smash for Brutes, which will just, you know, they roll a die, and even if they roll a one, they still get to pop it, I believe. Does Shred um, eat the mech? Like, No, well, so it's like if you block with the mech, the mech has temper, so when you play Shred and it gets right, minus four, it goes to zero at the end of the chain. Um, so there are cards that you could tech in, so... For the mech suit to be really good, it has to be something that the, a team brews up and doesn't tell people and brings right. to a major event. Right. And kind of stunts on them with just this deck that can put out the mech super fast. <laughs> I think the key is to, I think there's two ways to think about it. Either you put out the mech super fast, so you get full value off of it, mm-hmm. or you kind of go for the fatigue plan of like get them down really low. And then when their deck's not strong because they didn't pitch stack properly, you pull out this giant mech that's a problem they have to handle every turn. You just block, and then you go, cool, here comes an attack for six. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's like, I don't I just, I don't know if I see it. Like, I'm trying to think about a use case where, like, maybe you, like, do the control thing, and you play, like, just, like, I don't know, where you just, like, play. It's tough, though, because, like, Hyperdriver doesn't block. So and oh. if, and if so if you're playing like all the hyperdrivers which you probably don't but like if you're playing oh. like six hyperdrivers you're playing six cards that don't block along with your other like um along with your other cards that don't block um and then you have to run like the mech itself and then you have to run like probably blessing of ingenuity and like you just run a lot of cards that like don't do anything otherwise so it's kind of tough um it is kind of nice yeah, it's like I think I think it's asking for a mid range <laughs> maybe I mean, because the nice thing about Blessing of Ingenuity is that you can get it from the Banish Zone as well. So it's like dis- it's like three up to three from your discard or Banish Zone or however however it's worded. But and you run BIOS, right? Because then if you banish it, you just get it in a Yeah, play. yeah, yeah. That's and like there's some like it's cool, but I think it's just a little too. You know, it's like Dash is more powerful than Azalea, so why would you want to like go and jump through all the hoops like Azalea does? You know, and just to make yourself uh, weaker. Maybe that was a stretch I mean, of a of a metaphor, but I mean, even think of it in a bigger context. I think Dynasty is trying really hard as a set to force new deck building ideas, and and it's presenting these ideas. But I think a lot of fab players are just asking themselves: uh, Are these decks more powerful than what we already have access right, to? Right. And until we get like until they get really really tested, no one knows. It's still so early. Um, where it's like, you know, I'm sitting over here and a card like Hanabi Blaster, still a hot debate. Is that card good or ooh, not? Ooh, ice. Too many cards. Some people think like that, that it's better than Talishar and has really good speed. Uh, another card is Berserk that I talked about earlier. Some Brute players think that's awful. They think it it doesn't improve the deck in any ways. And I look at it as like it's uh, Brute's answer to aggro. And it allows us mm, to go sure. faster. And have that's these an interesting huge, idea. Huge, huge combo turns. Uh, it changes deck building. All of these cards and all of these uh, ideas completely change how you build heroes, which I think um, is a difficult question. It's 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 asking a lot of the players, but it's for a lot of people that's the fun of the game is to is to yeah. build interesting new ideas. And I think this set has done a great job by introducing a lot of ideas. I think it'll just take time to see if any of them are uh, quote unquote more powerful than what we already have access to. Um, no, a lot of people are talking about the meta still being the same meta we saw 
at uh, The Calling and Worlds, um, which to me sounds funny because it doesn't really say much, right? Because that was like one of the most diverse yeah. metas we've seen in that. Yeah, so, the, the Calling top eight was like, was wacky. It was like, it was two two Reinars, a Bravo, an Icelander, a one Fi. Like it was, it was weird. Um, yeah. uh, Alexi also, uh, go check out that deck tech with top four competitor Eli Browerman, AKA team member Eli. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, like, honestly, that sounds fine to me. Like, I really liked, I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh my God, meta's like um, stale, no draftable sets. But like, I think there's a lot of like, the, it's uh, people are probably going to start complaining before there were even any uh, professional or uh, professional events, uh, uh, competitive oh, events. Yeah, and he, they're, they're going to complain before there's any like uh, pro quests, right? Yeah, so. I think that's when we're really going to start seeing the impact of Dynasty. I think somebody probably, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody spikes ProQuest playing a really good Arachne deck. Um, <laughs> I think that deck has legs, and I think that you just have to plan like 20 steps ahead. Uh, so, you know, Michael Hamilton's probably just going to win next year's World Championship on it. Um, I think I think this next ProQuest season is going to be wild, the, deck, the decks we're going to see. Yeah. Just because of the thing I just proposed, like this is like a deck builder's paradise. Uh, I'm not that great of a deck builder. Uh, I'm very honest with myself in that. I, I like to play this game, but I am not great at putting together these giant puzzles of, of uh, all the cards. Like I can't go from zero to 80. Uh, <laughs> like people who can do that, kudos to you. It's because the card um, is called zero to 60. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... I think we're going to see people who have really creative minds and uh, can see yeah. those, see the force through the trees, as it were, um, are going to be able to spike ProQuest all over with crazy decks, from good Arachnes to um, Katsu. I don't know if that deck's good, but if it's out there yeah. and it is, someone's going to just pop off with this crazy Katsu list. Yeah. And then by week three of ProQuest, we'll see kind of what the good decks and cards from dynasty really are. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Um, I think, uh, um, we, we kind of did these show notes out of order. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like as far as dynasty, uh, I think that, uh, when a lot of these things, uh, a lot of the spoilers came out, um, <coughs> excuse me, when a lot of spoilers came out, um, I think that there was a lot of hype around a lot of cards and a lot of people going like, oh my god, that's crazy. Um, and I think that like, you know, I don't think the, I don't think there's going to be anything that's like busted necessarily. Um, but I do think that like the impact is going to be significant. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, like, like pretty, pretty significant, more significant than um, what was last, like Everfest, I guess. And like it's like that's kind of a that's kind of a weird uh, loaded comparison because Everfest had Starvo in it had a couple of a couple of other cards that were just like very pushed as opposed to the other cards. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think um, I think the set is great. I like I love the flavor of the set. I love uh, I love all the cards that have been printed. Even the bad unplayable cards I think are cool because it's a cool design space. Like the I uh, do. Like the room oh, and 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 um, uh, the, like the ones where where it matters, like where it matters what type of card you pitch, like attack, non-attack action. And then there's one where it's like if you pitched a uh, or if you like reveal a red card, make a spectral shield. If you reveal a blue card, like a, the the uh, those kind of cards. I th I think they're all cool design spaces, even if they're bad. Um, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say from a flavor standpoint, I I kind of feel like it's not that good. Compared to Everfest, like Everfest, not a great set. I wouldn't say it's that great of a set, but at least I had this cool flavor. Like the Carnival flavor came across in the cards. It came across in like the thing they were trying to do. This set had the, well, the majestic equipment and like, you know, the new weapons and stuff. But I don't know. I, did, I didn't feel the flavor of this set that much. Like I didn't know what we were doing. Are we, is it just the witnessing of the Emperor's death? Is it. Like what? Like what yeah. happened in this yeah, set? Yeah, yeah. Like they were like, it's a continuation of Uprising, and it feels like a little bit like a, a ball that uh, was dropped on on the side of the storytelling of this set. Sure, yeah. Um, 
But I think from a design standpoint, how they spice up every hero, that's a, that's a total win in my book. hundred percent. Yeah. And I mean, I like, I think that like, it's, that's something that I think flesh and blood could like, probably like, it's tough because I don't want to say that they're doing it poorly. Or, like it's something that they're going to improve on. Um, I, I think just over time, like, like think about like, uh, about magic uh the gathering and wizards right like they have like a distinct like like a very like like long running uh storyline involving like all the characters and there's like you know they have the the different planes like they're right so so just there's they, they have an, an ability to like just jump to a different setting for no reason um <coughs> which flesh and blood has to an extent but like um, they've had, they just have a very established story, and they have people who are just like on staff writing these stories, and they also have a bunch of like random beasts and stuff. Like it, it's it's very easy to like put something in, um, like some you know like a generic a green monster or something in Magic. It's very easy to just throw that into the set and say, ah oh, yes, like and and just make some tweaks to make it flavorful. Um, and I think Flesh and Blood. Um, has a little bit more of a restriction that they're still kind of finding their way with as far as, like, the flavor goes, which is, like, um, all the cards are hero-based, right? So, like, it has to be, like, an action or, like, a, like, a, you know, <laughs> a, like, I mean, like, a, like, what's that? I was gonna say, I mean, that's difficult, but... Yeah. Uprising did a good job. Like, I felt like I understood the story of Five versus Dromai... And Icelander is like an outsider, yeah. but she's like kind of uh, fighting both of them, and that comes across in like the gameplay. Yeah, I thought sure. that that was. I thought that, that was no, great. that was and that was really cool, really well done. And I think Monarch is another set that really shows like a really cool story of like yeah. Shadow versus Light. Yeah, um, and I think it just really goes to show that it's harder to tell stories through something that is a supplemental. So yeah, yeah. It's supposed to like give a little bit to everybody. Um, and the carnival, as bad as that set was, was made sense as an idea to yeah. like why would you like it was have... more it was like more cohesive or something. Right. Yeah. It just it yeah it had it had more of a, a through line. Not, I mean, and this is nitpicking. Like this is not something I need yeah. in a TCT. It doesn't actually affect my enjoyment of these cards. Right. At right, all. right. Um, it's yeah. just me being critical. No, it's <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to talk about though. And like, I mean, I think what I. And, like, I feel like the way that they, like, spoiled the cards and, like, told the, like, because, like, the main plot is that, like, the, spoiler alert, the Emperor gets assassinated. <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. But, yeah, but, like, like the way that they, like, spoiled Redicide and, like, Arachne and Assassin, like, the way that they, like, released the set was, like, cool enough for me that I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this is awesome. And then, like, all the, like, all the Assassin cards were really cool, and so, like, I enjoyed that part of it enough to like make me be fulfilled with the story. So like, yeah, I mean, it's like, there's like, I don't know, like, I think that, uh, given time, um, I think that, uh, legend story Studios is going to tell an, an incredible like story. That's going to be extremely, you know, fleshed out. Um, I think it's when we get the PVE, the PVE. And that's maybe why they're holding off so much is that, when you're trying to do something like that, especially if they want to go the, the route of telling a story, is you got to get really fleshed out. Yeah, and it has to be a good story. It can't be slapped on. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's it. Maybe we'll get the grand. So and, and there's bits and pieces all over the game, but maybe we'll get that big uh, kind of through line that they'll be able to follow for just multiple sets throughout an entire year and yeah. tell this really great story. Um, time will tell time will tell yeah and i mean i uh uh i i agree i think i'm actually kind of excited like are you excited for pve like i play um not over there um i've played all sorts of games like um like uh uh dominion and hero realm like all sorts of different like deck building games and a lot of those uh see i i actually own arkham like uh, I have the like the first starter set. I bought it months ago, and I haven't actually played it yet. Um, I've been wanting to play it, but I, I played like one or two missions, and it didn't tickle me 
too much, but, but the idea of it was so intriguing to me. And yeah. so, yeah, if you're asking me, I'm, I'm unbelievably excited for BBE. Yeah. I can't, I can't hold back how excited I am for that. Yeah. If it can, if it can successfully tie together like a trading card game and this kind of cooperative yeah. storytelling game that I get to invite people to play. That's, that sounds awesome to me. Yeah. Uh, I think you'd have to have the right people, like the right group of folks to enjoy it. But also I just hope that they make it like hard, like really, like I hope they make it challenging so that like, so that there's some crossover. Like I, I like, it'd be cool to be able to say like, Hey, like friends and family, like, play flesh and blood with me like don't worry we'll be working together and i'll like walk you through it but also you should have the you know for like people like you and me who like tend to be more competitive or something it'd be nice to be able to like sit down and be like have like a little puzzle for us to figure out as a team you know Um, i think it's it's cool because they can approach it from both angles as far as like you know, people who are into the hobby already will have this way to engage with it. And, and like you said, work together, especially if they do, if it's based in LGSs, which I would love to see long story LGS participation where you're going to the LGS and, per, and participating in these weekly events or monthly events that are actively building up a hero or something that would like be, that. That would be really fun. TVE specific cards, something like that. I like that angle, but I also like the idea of doing it as like a homebrew where they they give you some rules and you can do it at home because it leads to this idea is if I'm a person who has this huge fab collection and I want other people to play with me, it's kind of intimidating to be like, hey, let's play. I'm probably going to beat you over and over again. Yeah, yeah. And I have to build decks that are like competitive both ways, whereas instead I can approach it from like a game master, build four characters that I like, build a Briar, Fi, a Bravo, and a Reinar as like class decks and then just hand them out to my friends and be like, Hey, you don't have to worry about like the deck building side of this game. None of that. I'll just show you the rules. Yeah. I'll give you a really fun deck and we can go on like an adventure together. That sounds really fun to me. Yeah. That sounds- yeah. And I mean, I think that that's like, I think that's like, I- I've definitely seen some of the like more like competitive flesh and blood people or the people that like came from playing magic or whatever kind of like roll their eyes at this or go like oh like we don't want pve or like oh yoji must be for pve or whatever stuff like that but i think that like it's i think well first of all it does sound like as we've discussed like it sounds appealing to me but like i think it's really important for the longevity of flesh and blood as well because like you look at magic and like the competitive scene is just like it's been just complete garbage for a long time um part of that is because wizards of the coast is like a stupid greedy company and uh you know it is what it is but also like the reason that magic has been around for so long because like like a fraction of magic is is the the competitive aspect and people who are like entrenched competitive players and the vast majority of of people are people like like yeah like like me and my buds playing edh right like like (laughs) yeah the the pve being fabs casual format is revolutionary in a couple ways one where it's not facilitated by something like pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh or magic they don't approach it from that angle so it, it gives them an in it gives them this new kind of device and as a play i came to this game from playing board games so like if this game goes the way of magic quote unquote and the competitive side really dies down they give me this incredible PVE experience where yeah. I can buy expansions four times a year. I'm sorry to say it. This is a hot take, but I would play the fuck out of that game. Still. Yeah. I, I, I love this game and I love the competitive side, but I love the engine more than anything. Yeah. And I'll, I'll play this game anyway. No, hundred percent. And I mean, I, I, I think, yeah, you, you nailed it there. It's like, I, and I've, I've said this a bunch of times, but like, like in in multiple different ways but like the first time that i sat down and actually played a game of flesh and blood i was like i think these people have like cracked the code with like their game engine um and i I just really love it and yeah like if i could like if i could like give people the gateway drug of like oh yeah like come play this pve thing with me and like i could like you know i've got a like i'm entrenched now i've got a collection and it will just grow as more expansions come out or whatever um then like then like i can just like yeah i got the card just like come play this game with me like that sounds really fun and yeah i would would play the hell of it too i'm also okay with like pve only cards 
Yeah. Specifically in the case of if they're not taking up slots in what is like a draftable competitive. Yes. That's that's fair. But also like if you're going to release a product that's like PVE only and it's marketed that way, you can make those cards so broken. Yeah. You can make them incredibly broken because they're not going to be played in this format where they're going against someone else where that person's going to have a bad experience and be sad. It's instead you get to play that broken card and everyone at the table goes, yes, this is yeah. the time where you get to play the broken card and do this awesome yeah. thing for all of us right now. Well, um, so here's here's an idea that I just thought of. Okay, so what if for PvE they did, uh, you know, they made it a more of like a living card game style. So think like like Arkham Horror is a good reference of to, to living card game or like Marvel, what's, what's it called is another living card game. Uh, the Lord of the Rings card game, uh, stuff like that. Um, what if they made uh like a pack of like I don't know like how many there's like uh how many classes are there there's like ten classes or something like that there's like there's there's ten classes right so what if they made a pack of like like forty cards and it was like twenty bucks and it was like you know it was two PVE only cards for each class or something right. would you buy that um depends depends yeah. on. Like it couldn't be the product that they're pushing to like make PVE experience. Right. Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a very interesting question. I think that they would have to figure out um, the classic battles or classic duels, whatever that set was called. Oh yeah, sure. I want to see more of those like uh, classic battles. I'm pretty sure it's called classic battles. I, I would love to see more of those kinds of things, but I would love to see exclusive cards in those. I am not anti that happening. I know a lot of people are. Yeah. Because then you have to buy multiples of those that have play sets of them. Yeah. But um, that's my that's my one complaint about that is that yeah. like you can't just get like a play set of glistening steel blade for CC or whatever. Like you have to you have to buy singles or like buy three or how many how many of those like, two, because buy, like it's, it's two comes in it or yeah. something. One no, there's only one of the um right. Really good Dory cards, so you do exactly. Have to buy yeah, so yeah. you'd have to you either have to buy three uh, classic battles or just buy singles, and it's like it's kind of com- which like uh, I don't know. Uh, Legend Story Studios has like acknowledged that there's like they acknowledge the collector aspect of it, and they acknowledge kind of the secondary market, but um, they like I don't think that they want to encourage it in that kind of a way. So like I do hope that they, we get products that are like 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 products that like have stuff in them where it's like oh yeah like you get some value out of buying this product but not like that because I think that was like a little bit too much or like oh there's this like super hot upgrade for Dory but I have to buy three or spend like seventy five dollars on like three coppers or they were really expensive for a while so I mean that leads into the question of. How do you feel about the CNC reprint and Dynasty? <laughs> Just to circle back to Dynasty a little bit, I mean, that is something that's been argued a lot in the community about printing a card that is essential. I mean, to play at a very high level, I was playing decks for a long time without CNC. And when I got CNC, my decks were that much better. Yeah. And it wasn't for all matchups, but it's an it's a powerful tool to have. So yeah. reprinting that as a fabled, a lot of people are upset about that. How do you feel about that particularly? Man, like. As a collector, as a player. I mean, so I, I think so if I opened a fable CNC, um, I probably would just sell it. Um, yep. uh, Cause I, you know, it's like some, some, somebody is going to want to like, put those in their deck or whatever and or like or just like collect it or whatever um i think that like it's really just weird right because like all of the other fables have been like very specific right so think like um like portion and like um the most like a uh, general one that you could like arguably put into most decks is like i have a video but like besides that it's like uh, Grandeur of Valheim and like Arknight Shard and stuff like that. Yeah, right. And so like spike after the Michael Hamilton list. Yes, yes. People it, saw it as like a a card you needed to have in your deck. I don't think it's a card you need I, to have. In your deck. 
I mean, I think it's it's a good advantage because like if you're a, like in an Icelander mirror or whatever, like you cycle through your deck twice and you gain you know two or three two life, life, which yeah, is pretty good. Pretty, yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. I don't think you need it. Um, but yeah, like I think that like having these like cards that's like yes, these are like upgrades, like minor upgrades to your deck. Um, but you can only put one of them in your deck. I think that's super cool. And also like it's like really cool. Like I remember when I was getting into it, like the first time somebody pitched like hard to find out, I was like, wait. What is that you know so it's like it that's is, really cool it does have that allure to it when you see it it's it see it's like a card you do not see often yeah and it's impressive in that way but that that being said i think that like if somebody were to play a fable cnc against me i'd be like all right you have a lot of money or right yeah money. You know, yeah, like, that's, that's real. I actually would. I wouldn't respect that. I, I, I feel like if someone was playing that card against me, I'm like, uh, okay, like if they weren't like a friend who I knew that was like, it's just like put that thing in a hard case, man. Yeah. Like it's worth money. Yeah, yeah and, exactly. I think. I think that's the other thing is is that it's like like they made something that is like you want three of. And and I guess that's what I was trying to get at with the, like the the other like like I have a video in Heart of Fia and all and stuff is like they made something that wasn't legendary so like you'd want three of them to have the thing and so like I I don't know it's just really weird and also it's like it's funny because people were talking about a CNC reprint and then they did do it <laughs> yeah well I think it it also just it begs this question that a lot of people in the TCG space. I think have a huge misconception on it. And it's like, it's not their responsibility to control the secondary market. Sure. That's actually not their job. It's yeah. it's their job is to put out a good game that people want to buy and, and pay money for. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if a fabled CNC makes me want to buy dynasty, but there are people out there who are now buying more dynasty or opening yeah. packs more cat. I mean, I could see myself in a year, winning a prize pack of dynasty off the shelf and opening it. If I open a fabled CNC, it's going to be an amazing experience. Yeah. No, that's, and that's true. That's going to be super cool. But yes, I will immediately sell it. It'll be worth nothing but money to me. Yeah. Um, and I just hope that whoever buys it, maybe sells some CNCs back into the market, but I don't, yeah. I don't really give a shit. It's not their responsibility. Um, yeah. I'm, it sucks that the barrier to get into this game is money. Like, to play at a high level to get these cards to compete but that it costs money to travel it costs money to stay in a hotel for a weekend to not work for a weekend to like play this game this game it's a hobby like any other it it costs money and it's it's a bummer that it's a barrier of entry but i'm not going to hold lss responsible through the cards that they choose to print or whether or not to play this game well i mean the other thing too is like they reprinted CNC in the history packs too. So like, I like, I don't know if I would buy into the, the, like, you know, the like, Oh, like they should have reprinted it in dynasty or whatever. Like, I think, I think it's nonsense, but like, I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think that like, if, if, if I were to like, if we were to go back in time and James White walked up to me, and was like, Tim, should I put, CNC in <laughs> should have put CNC in Dynasty. I'd be like, I don't know, James. It's kind of a weird move. And he was like, All right, Tim, I'll do something else instead. Like, if that were to happen, you know, that'd be cool. But uh, no, I think it's I think it's a cool card. It's a money card. Yeah, it's um, they understand that the secondary market exists, and it's a product for collectors, and it's yeah. what we're dealing with as players. Because they got rid of the model of uh, what is it, first edition and then unlimited. Yes, and they're just trying to make both markets happy, and and I think it's it's a reasonable fix. I think people just viewed it in the wrong way, thinking that sure, it was supposed yeah, yeah. to fix the CNC market, and it's that's not what it was supposed to do. It's just supposed to be a really cool card for people to uh, to hunt after and yeah. to want and and to buy packs to, to open it. Yeah, no, I think and I, I think that's true, and like like the the that, that that's the other thing right is it just like generally kind of raises the ev of every pack that you open because it's like and, and like this this is something that i think is a total home run about dynasty is that like every time you open a pack like you could get like five five rare pluses on the, the back half of the pack because there's like the two assassin slots which could be anything 
<clears throat> and then there's like the two regular slots and then there's the the other like equipment slot that could be like you know m, m plus or whatever mm-hmm. um so like i think you have the potential to just like open up some bangers in in any given pack um and like yeah like i i think that the like the the the, the legendaries were like a little bit weak right it's like the emperor the crown and then uh i guess the black tech whispers were fine because like an assassin boot um and then it's both of the light cards Oh yeah, yeah, and then uh, oh, the light of Arania and um, uh, Soraya, something, something. Um, Which, when they become meta, everyone will be like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I picked up a you should ban this card. Yeah, whatever, no, I I picked up a light of Arania, um, uh, just because I was like, "Man, this like it's it's down. Uh, might as well pick one up. Yeah, get it for the collection. I'll probably do the same for Soraya before they reprint Prism or something." So, right. I mean, the Marvel Soraya card is fucking gorgeous. Isn't it beautiful? Like, <laughs> like everybody's talking, like, everybody's like, oh, Soraya's kind of weird. I don't know. And, like, I'm just like, it may not be, like, good, but, like, the art is beautiful. The Marvel is gorgeous. It's a Prism card. Everybody who has watched this channel knows I am a Prism person. <laughs> uh, and a Reinar person, apparently. Um yeah, because that makes sense. Those those decks are so similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. The One of them deck. is 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 delicate and and feminine and takes a big brain, and the other is a literally a big green man in a lowing cloth. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. the other one is prism. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I pulled Marvel Mech, and that's I, pretty cool too. And it's gorgeous. It's yeah. such a pretty card. I I and like I said, I don't know if the the mech build the mechanoid build excuse me is good but i pulled that card and i want to run that deck because it just would be fun to put that shiny on a table see and that's like that's the other thing that i think that like is like missing with cnc is like when i pull a fable like i've pulled like like um the first i actually had never pulled a fable until dynasty and then i pulled a blood of sigh and i was like oh man this thing is so cool the art's like really cool it's really pretty um like oh man i kind of want to like make like a dromai deck that can make use of this or something it's like a card is trash no i know i know but bear with me but like <laughs> but you pull and then you pull uh you pull the nitro mechanoid card and you're like oh man this is beautiful i want to make a deck out of this um and i just like i think that that's one of the things i'm missing with like the marvel cnc right like you pull it and you go like oh cool i'm gonna sell this for three hundred dollars or whatever right like you're not like well, oh yeah, i'm gonna make a sick card or a sick a sick deck this is also on CNC. A crazy way to think about it right i'm a new player to this game i get into this game i'm like my buddy tells me hey buy a box of uprising buy a box of dynasty in the game i pull marvel cnc I just pulled three and CNCs. I just That's pulled fair. a set of CNCs. That's fair. I sell this card and now I have my full set. So like people bitching about how they're not, you know, <laughs> granted that's a one yeah. in, you know, 15,000 cases person, but that person exists. And when they open that, they get a full set of, of CNCs immediately. Yeah. No, that's, so, that's true. It do, and, and that's like, that's the other thing too, is like, it doesn't feel bad to open it. It's just like kind of a weird move. And I'm just, I'm coming from a very privileged, like, already have three CNCs, albeit in German. I have three, like, I have three CNCs, and I will never trade them, because I don't need to, right? Like, um, so yeah, I mean, it's just like, like, I'm coming from a very privileged position when I say, like, I don't care, and it should have been different. But, like, also, like, yeah, a new player that pulls it and is like, like, oh, man, you know? I think it's really cool. Um... So yeah, uh, definitely talked about Dynasty. Uh, we have some, we do have some spicy news that we should wrap up the show with. Uh, oh, big big news! Okay, so first we'll start with the less spicy news. So, yeah, tabletop or uh, what is the thing? It's called I think it's called Tabletop Game Awards or something. But um, big deal, uh, big board game. Oh, Dicebreaker! <laughs> the Dicebreaker Awards, yeah. Yeah, so big, uh, big awards uh, every year, um, and they have a category for uh, best ongoing card games. So this covers like living card games, uh, trading card games, collective card games, etc. Um, and Everfest actually won best, best for booster set. Yes, uh, I- exactly. Yeah. So the the other competitors were like whatever Pokemon set, like 
sun zenith moon silver diamond or <laughs> yes sun spirit moon silver transformation diamond x uh and then there was also um uh there was also dominar united from um uh from magic and then i think there was a lord of the rings card game expansion which is a pretty it's pretty pretty sweet game i i that i also own that i've never played uh <laughs> but i read the rule book and looked at the cards and they were really cool um uh, well, we should just have a living card game night sometime where we play Arkham and Lord of the Rings and just learn all these just weird card derby card so games. Much. My yeah. partner might play the Lord of the Rings one, so maybe that is. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. That'd um, be fun. But yeah, so what do you I, think? What do you think about that? Everfest winning, not just best flesh and blood set of the year. Right, right. But... I think, <laughs> I think they they win the award. Because they're flesh and blood, and sure. flesh and blood needed to win an award. I'm not sure if Everfest is is the set that's like, oh, this is so good. That that didn't come from like players of the game. I know that. I I came in around Everfest, and I did not hear people hooting and hollering about how good that set was at all. <laughs> but I think it's because it's it's the set. But that's good. Did they vote before Uprising was out? I don't understand. They must have, right? Because like Uprising, like to me personally, like and like I know they had like they went through a couple of like 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 they banned a couple of things. Um, Like they banned uh, Stubby Hammers for Fi. What else did they ban? Mm -hmm. This during Uprising. The top of my head, I'm not sure, but yeah, uh, like a bunch of Blitz stuff. Oh yeah, they they they, they banned some blitz stuff, right? Like they banned blitz stuff and they banned stubby. Oh, hammers. they banned Oganold. Right? Oh yeah, or is that... right. Yeah, <laughs> but that's a that's a Tales of Aria problem. So like so like uprising to me, like after they banned and even while Oganold was legal, like uprising to me has slapped so far. Like there was one week where it's like okay, five with stubbies is pretty powerful. Um. Did and they, they ban Oakenhold or they ban Pulse of or they, Or yeah, yeah, that's, they 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 effectively banned Oakenhold, but they they All banned right. uh, Pulse of Ice. Right, right, they banned the card that made it good. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, uh, yeah. So like, I I loved Uprising. I thought drafting it. I didn't draft it like a ton, like a lot of people did, but apparently it just got better as time went on because like people kind of figured it out. Um, but I drafted it uh three times. I drafted three different heroes, and it was fun every time like it was very fun um i, I enjoyed i enjoyed drafting it yeah i didn't i didn't draft it too hard like everyone did during rtn season and all yeah. that but from the drafts that i did do i had a lot of fun with it yeah and then i thought that like after yeah after the um the stubbies ban i thought that it was just like a really i thought i just thought it was a really good meta like i and i i don't i know i'm not alone in this but i also know that there are people who disagree um but yeah i just i really liked it i think also hot take um uh, like i i think fi like in that style of deck is actually very very good for the game um it just it keeps people honest um right so you can't just you can't just dirtle around and like you know like 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 kano for example like kano would be extremely good uh and is still pretty good but like it would be absurd if fi wasn't around right so it's like like I think a, a deck like that is is very good uh, to have in the meta and like Uprising brought that to us, um, and and also like like they gave us like fucking ninja like dr- dragon ninjas and a dragon illusionist like, fire ninjas and yeah get and, out of here ice ice wizard aka uh uh Jaina Proudmore one of my very favorite characters in World of Warcraft they brought us everything in that set and it was sick like i don't know i don't know what what else you want <laughs> you know um but yeah so I, I, everfest everfest wasn't the best set of the year for me but like maybe like i think i like your theory though like maybe uh maybe it, like the voting happened before our present came out yeah i think that that has to be what it is and they just wanted to give the award of the game because it's also kind of messed up because like isn't dominaria united or whatever isn't that like the 30th anniversary set for magic that's like their big like we were we're returning to where we started i don't know anything about magic i'm pretty sure it's like the original world of magic is dominaria i might be talking yes no no no. you're you're right um i don't know 
I have no idea. Like the last thing I heard about magic, and this is like literally the last time that I paid any attention to magic, was the whole debacle around the 30th anniversary packs, which is like a thousand dollars for four randomized booster packs of fake magic cards. (laughs) I'm just gonna leave it there because this has been beaten to death. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like as a non-magic player, it's literally just me talking shit if I say anything. Yes, no, exactly, exactly. Like I used to be very entrenched in that scene, and like I like I would like I was like I had a lot of fun like like um you know uh, buying singles from my LGS or whatever when like uh new cards came out and like the prices were low I was like oh that's gonna be really good and then like you know oh stonks and then I traded away and do all that so like so that kind of stuff like was very enjoyable and now like I just like every time I'm like maybe magic is better now and then you go and it's like oh right you're spending a thousand dollars now on. 60 oh, fake magic cards. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, it's it's pretty insane. Yes, uh, back to the point. Everfest, not that great of a set. Pleasure Bug, great game, deserves an award. Yeah. Uh, maybe a bit of a gimme award in this uh in this instance. Yeah. A bit of a pat on the back, maybe, you know. Well, what about uh did you ever play uh did you ever play Pokemon or or anything like that? Like yeah, I played Pokemon when I was a little kid. I played. I was a child when the very first set came out, and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I played. I played all the early Pokemon's, but yeah, I never played Pokemon when it became like a serious game. Yeah, um, yeah, balanced and like you know whatever modern day Pokemon is, which I keep seeing on the internet is really competitive and yeah. cool. So I mean, probably a bummer to be Pokemon Magic player. <laughs> I guess <laughs> yeah. that those sets were really good, and yeah. they gave it to Flesh and Blood uh, for a set that Flesh and Blood players do not think is very good. Yeah, so. but but also like I mean, and like even though that meta was probably like, well, the meta wasn't even that bad in CC though, right? Because like you had like it was like the worst meta this game's ever seen, but it wasn't it's that bad. Who- That's what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like yes, it was bad, or it was like the worst, but it wasn't like bad, like. I also played Prism the whole time, so it's like I maybe I just had a skewed. I don't know. We um, also didn't have a lot of Starvos in our area. That's true. Yeah, I I went that's to a PQ that in that meta, and I, I I didn't see Starvo all day. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Um. Okay. One last. I got to get your reaction on this last piece of news. This is the spiciest piece of news since you know two weeks ago we had Dynasty. We've had enough of that set. Obviously, it's done to death. We're bored of it. Right. right yeah yeah exactly yeah. on to the next yeah we so, didn't just get hundreds of or over 100 cards to play with and do something no, right no, no. right no 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 well we actually just got an announcement for um and it's coming out in march so this is a ways away but mm-hmm. uh it is called outsiders and it is a new set for flesh and blood it's going to be draftable like it's a full set um uh it is um uh let me just uh okay march 24th 2023 which is my birthday month so everybody feel free to send me boxes uh march 24th 2023 um the jacob what is the like what is the art on this this box like it is like oh it's this really really awesome chick who looks like she's on a pirate ship yeah and it's so exciting so exciting to me i'm so hyped she she reminds me of like jinx from league of legends i don't know if you're familiar but uh, i have seen people reference that she looks like she looks like a hit version of tank girl to me oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, Uh, she's got three girl vibes she's got a cigar hanging out of her mouth like it's so crazy. She, she's yeah. She's got okay. So she's got tank girl like helmet thing, goggles, a cigar hanging out of her mouth. But then she's got like, like a necklace, like a bead necklace with like teeth and like, and like also this like weird like fishnet thing. And like she has a thing <laughs> that she's holding that looks like a brain. Like I don't know what the fuck is going is on she, here, but she's on a pirate ship. <laughs> is in the first question straight off the top. Is she a playable character or is she just art from the set? Oh my god, I don't even care at this point. She's a she's a <laughs> like a witch doctor tank mechanologist person on a pirate ship. Like <laughs> like they gave us dragons, they gave us ninjas, they're giving us pirates. 
Yeah, if, people um, of flesh and blood. What the fuck else do you want? If we can do ninjas versus pirates. It'll make a bunch of uh, millennial, oh elder God. millennials very happy. Um, the answer is still ninjas. Yeah, of course <laughs> it is. It's fucking ninjas. Of course it is. I do, although I do want to play a pirate in this game. That, that does sick, sound. Yeah. That does sound fun to Swashbuckle. Oh <laughs> gosh, especially especially if you could do something like dual wield a sword and a pistol. Come on. That sounds yeah. fun as hell. That would be that'd be oh man. Okay. That would be such a sick mechanic though. Like you have the repeatable sword attack, and then maybe you have like some weird like load me- like you have like a loady like, like pistol mechanic like with dash. And then you mm-hmm. have like you could have like a sword that you can just oh that'd be so cool. Right? Wouldn't okay. That, be fun as well? that would be sick. Okay, so what else? If it wasn't a pirate, what else would you want from Dynasty? Like or not Dynasty or from outsiders. outsiders. Yeah, like what? Um, you- um, what do I? What do I really, really want from this set? What I really want is a character I identify with. <laughs> uh, okay. I just no one in this game. Like I, I love this game. I play a lot of characters in this game. Um, none are like none like scratch the specific itch of like my nerdiness particularly. I think yeah. Arachne comes close, but the playstyle wasn't really like didn't really look like something that would really be fun for me. Um, so like honestly, if they give me any, like what I really love is a new brute that Ooh. is like I don't know, just a scary big human, you know, male or female, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Um, if it's a female that brute, that'd be really brute. cool, actually. Yeah, I don't know, just something fun like that. Some some new uh, some new uh, talented brute is yeah. what I want. Yeah. I- um. I do really like the like I mean I because like I feel you like there there are decks that I love in this game but I want a character that like is like I don't know how to say this is like that I like to play that is also like something that I vibe with thematically like I really like I and it's sad because like I felt that way kind of about prism like I didn't identify with prism necessarily but like like I really like that she was like non-classical like like feminine fantasy character and she like her story is that she like appeared randomly in a library and like became super powerful because she read a bunch of books <laughs> like more or less that's very distilled and then like it's very I, cool it's a very yeah, cool idea yeah and then like i like really enjoyed playing her um my daughter like i when i show her my card she always picked out prism as her favorite so like um yeah like like i like prism a lot now i just now i'm like looking for that again like i love ryan R, but like i don't you know it's not like I'm not like oh yeah brute nation you know. Um, I think I love fire ninja like I love oh yeah like, the idea of like a fire ninja. If you asked like eight year old me for a Halloween costume, it would be like fire ninja. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but I think that the gameplay is like close, but like not a hundred percent what I like. Um, and I I really enjoy playing fire. I am not. This is not yeah. a bitch but it, the, the thematically it doesn't feel like much it very much it feels like it does feel like you're playing like the most bare bones version of flesh and blood when you're playing fi sure um you're, you're just playing very honest flesh and blood where it's just like i'm gonna attack attack and attack yeah. every card's gonna be three damage and figure out your lines and figure out what cards you're gonna block with because uh, i'm gonna do this every turn yeah um it's not tricky, you know. I I, I want a, I want a hero that's aggro, but like a little tricky, but yeah, like a little yeah. little sauce to him. And I yeah. think that that's too. Like like uh, that has a that has a lot that has a little more play to it, right? Yeah. Like yeah, some trickery, yeah. some like I don't know, yeah. some interesting uh, attack reaction. I love attack reactions. I don't, and I don't want to play warrior necessarily, but I love that design space. I love the, the oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of like playing poker, right? It's like, oh, do you have the, you know, do you have the double pump or whatever? It's like you come in and keep your counters. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, um, yeah, I, like, I felt kind of the same. Like, I love like for Dash, for example. Like, I love Dash, and like, so there's gonna be a somebody who listens to this is like, fuck you, Dash is so complex. And like dash it like dash does have play and like you have to like you have to make a lot of interesting decisions in a lot of ways but like it's like are you boosting or are you turtling up and shooting like to me there's like not a lot of like it can be very fun right if like there was a dynamic like 
block an attack or whatever but like um i like i it felt too straightforward to me um and so like that's why like i i like dash a lot and i i have dashed and like whatever but like i like she's not my favorite because like because of the play style so like i'm i'm with you in that boat where like i just want some like i want a play style that fits my just like generic you know my my own play style and then i also want just like a, that is also just like a sick character that i identify with i think that's that's perfect yeah i'm waiting to find a hero that i just i can't put down that yeah. I, I can't walk away from yeah. like i played briar yeah. for a long time and i walked away and and i've been playing Fi and i, I play reinar i think reinar is the deck that like, that play style is the most fun to me yeah i like the way it makes me think um i just really enjoy the idea of like setting up these discard hands and all this stuff um so yeah, I think I'm I'm just looking for a deck that that once I find the way it plays and I just like can't resist playing that. Yeah. that you're up. Um, really? And hopefully, Outsiders is the set for me. I'm hoping that they're going to give me this this character that I can't think of right now that's going to really just blow me away. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I think the idea of getting four new heroes is is so cool because yeah. in in Uprising we really only got two new heroes. Like Icelander definitely became new hero by yeah. but i had played against her in blitz i had like seen kind of what somewhat of what the game plan was but yeah. um i really hope that we just get four new heroes even if that includes um what everyone's talking about um yeah. star vote azalea um i still Please think don't. if it's a new if it has a new text ability on the card that's a new card to me so yeah that's what i really want to see it's just four new heroes uh, and I'm I'm sticking to that number. It's yeah. four new heroes. <laughs> no, nah, man, we we need another we need a, another uh, monarch style set. Like I like I don't know. Like I was just starting when monarch came out, but like I you and you mentioned this earlier too. Like like, just like light versus shadow, and there were four four new heroes. It's like so cool. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Um, yeah, so we've been we've been talking uh, about a bunch of random stuff for like an hour. Uh, anything yeah. you want to say before we wrap up, Jacob? Any, any nuggets, words of advice? Um, or you could just tell us what your favorite have, soda is or something. I don't know. Take a take a break if you need it. Uh, I think it it makes you love the game more. Honestly, I mean, I took this little break. Same. I played a couple games and uh, I still really enjoy this game, and it's it's really nice to take. Time off and do other things like paint minis or, yeah. or build Gundams or you know just get your shit together. Whatever, yeah. whatever it is that you need to do, uh, do that, uh, and it, it's worth your time. And uh, watch a movie because that's just that's my main thing. This is yeah. everyone just watch watch or or bear with me. Paint minis while watching a movie. Watching movies can mm. confirm is fucking sick. Uh, great way to pass the time oh yeah yeah no like man minis is like my new obsession outside of like that's like my secondary hobby right now and i'm just i'm super stoked about it yeah we're definitely gonna have to get a paint session when i get back from hawaii i i I still want to do that we talked about that yes yes 100 all right well thank you everybody for tuning in uh of course like subscribe comment do all the things that will improve our chances of appearing in somebody else's uh youtube uh page uh algorithms etc etc um yeah uh hit the like button do all that um you can also find us on twitter at enlightened underscore mike um we might change that at some point right like maybe we should change it to like team galaxy brain i don't know this is the last podcast where our twitter handles are wrong because I'm gonna make a new one, and we'll fix the line. Uh, yeah, we could we could figure we'll wow. we'll figure it out. You you snag you snag the username, and then we'll coordinate. <laughs> Just it'll be like <laughs> it'll be like the time that the Padres changed their Twitter name and somebody it's a else. fiasco. Yeah, no, we'll we'll figure it out. But yeah. uh, until then, follow follow all this. Follow oh, yeah. all the other. Uh, where can people find you on uh, Twitter, Jacob? Right now, you can find me on Twitter under G Williker J E E. W I L I K E R. Um, that's different than the one I gave you last time we talked. Oh yes, yeah. I, I was. It was just wrong. It was just I just fucked up and it was wrong. Uh, uh, so that's that's it's my the man of program. multiple personalities um, over here. Yeah. Uh, so find me there, uh, and I just post mostly just fab stuff and and maybe a funny meme word. or two. 
you know, that's, uh, that's honestly like all I need in life. Bad stuff and a funny <laughs> meme every once in a while. So yeah, occasionally, occasionally our friend, uh, Dylan will just like, uh, send the enlightened Mike Twitter, like a funny meme in the DMS, which is just like, which occasionally I'm like, Oh, we got a DM. It's probably somebody who like has seen our content. And this is Dylan no. sending us a meme. Yeah. <laughs> we should get him on here soon. Yeah, no, he'd be a, he'd be a riot. All right. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll see you next time. See ya.